Samantha, this is Y-Tune Shuffle. Y-Tune Shuffle, it's the music that informs our lives. The rules here are that there are no rules other than just bring in your music, mm. hit play. We- and then we get to pick your brain about why those songs. This is not healthy. This, this, you're not going to marry the person that you're this obsessed with, that you're putting them on some crazy path. How can they, that's got to be really awkward and horrible for them. It's not going to work out. So, um, yeah. Did you write a symphony? No, but I did something maybe as crazy. Which is? I built a balsa wood castle. What's like that? Like two and a half foot tall castle. Like like a princess How can you teach children how to castle. read if they can't even fit inside the building? <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> Welcome Y-Tunes Shuffle, a celebration of the music that inspires our lives. With your host, comedian and radio personality Maggie Mayfield and Hollywood's secret weapon, David Earl Waterman. This is Y-Tunes Shuffle. My name is Maggie Mayfield, your host, and sitting to my left is David Earl Waterman, a.k.a. Hollywood's secret weapon. We got a little backup on the 110 this morning if you're... No, I'm not the... (laughs) Traffic guy. That's. It sounds like we're really doing like a, a, an official radio show. David was trying to pitch me a brand new game, which we'll play around with. I'm not ready. A camera be. friendly game. Or <laughs> we sing an improvised. It's called instrumental improv. We'll take an instrumental bite of music randomly, and then we'll have to improv. I'm just glad that it came in a text message this morning and not, like, live on the show, so... No, it was a text message. Thank you for saving A lot is going to be happening with this show. There's a huge sort of push into the expansion of the show, but before that, my God, what a We are glad you're here because our guest Oh, my God. (laughs) A real guest. It's Madison Bullock. Why? Hi. Madison is and I'm not only gorgeous, but she is so amazingly talented, an actress, a writer, a producer. You just came out with a film like three weeks ago? Yeah. Called Ice the Movie. Yes. It it, it that title, man, no one will forget that it's it is in <laughs> fact a movie. Um Is it about the drug ice? Is that what No, it, it's not. People have said that to me and I'm like, oh shucks. It's that's just the best it's courtesy cold. smile I've ever gotten from a bad joke. Like, he can't he just didn't say that. What does that it. mean? What's ice the drug? I've never heard that. Meth I, is called ice sometimes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that from baking breaking bad and I didn't baking bad? Baking bad. <laughs> that's a great cooking show. <laughs> Write it down. Our next podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, Madison. I'm wound up, and and you know why I'm wound up. I told you before the show. Oh, tell me, fill me in. Oh, I, I just went blank. I'm not. I don't know. It's the garlic spread. Oh yes. She was here for it. I bought garlic spread and a baguette for lunch, Mm -hmm. and the the garlic spread has to be refrigerated. And I didn't know what to do, but our industrious engineer Gabe Harder put it in the refrigerator here at Global Gabe Broadcast. Harder that makes everything easier. God love him. <laughs> so I'm wound up for that. I'm sorry. Yeah, that that was quite the ordeal. Back to I'm you. I'm so happy Back that that's you. solved. Yes. So Madison, you live, <laughs> you are from Denver. Yes. And you came to LA how long ago? So I've been in LA now about seven years. Awesome. Uh, I came out here originally to go to UCLA. When you were like 15. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I was 18. Um, yeah, but I, I always wanted to come to L.A. And uh, by some miraculous divine intervention, I, I got accepted to UCLA. And it, it was like living the dream for four years. It was awesome. What is, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What did you study? I studied history and genetics. 
because you wanted to be a filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I've always been a very imaginative soul. And I think part of that manifests itself when you're younger as being a little flighty and unorganized with what you want to do with your life. And I I loved reading and I loved science. And being at a school like UCLA, it was such a playground because there's so many like the best of the best in so many departments that I just I just wanted to take it all. And then I graduated and I was like, you know, maybe I should just write about these people and like try and like play these characters instead of settling on one. (laughs) Did you do acting in school? I mean, did you do drama? Yeah. So I was kind of a weirdo in the sense that I just like hung out at the film school. Like I just sit in the back of the classes and they'd be like, do you even go here? And it's like, yeah, I'm a history major, but I'm just learning because this is really cool. Um, I was a part of a couple different theater clubs um, and stuff like that. But my my degree is in history and then I have a minor in genetics. I'm curious. You were homeschooled because you were no fault of your own a professional athlete at a very young age. <laughs> yeah, so I did a lot of uh, online programs. Uh, technically, I was never actually homeschooled. I was always enrolled um, at in, in a high school. That was very important oh, okay. to my parents. Uh, but I, I did have to do a lot of classes online to supplement because I was traveling for competitions. Oh, okay. Competitions for? Uh, figure skating. Wow. Yes. Solo skating? So I did solo skating for goodness, probably 15 years. Within that time period, I did do a little bit of uh, what's called ice dancing, which is uh, skating with a partner and doing lifts and spins and twirls and and things like that. It's super dangerous, man. (laughs) It is, though, because you don't wear helmets. And if you crack your head on that ice, it's good night, Irene. I'm very hard-headed, though. Have you ever... Can ask my parents? <laughs> oh. Walking into it yeah. and accepting. <laughs> Touche. Yes. But did you've never... I mean, the accidents do happen. It's not a safe sport. That's why it's kind of captivating. It's like watching a stock car race. Not that we want to see an accident, but <laughs> it's welcomed to the viewer. I don't know why, but I just thought of stock car racing on ice, and it just... It was this horrible visual. Like, my, idea, just... my idea. My idea. My <laughs> idea. No, it is dangerous. I've had a few yucky injuries, but I don't want to bother you with any kind of permanent visuals. It's up to you. Yeah. There was a time when I, so I was coming out of a trick, a jump in the air, and your leg is supposed to pass your body to sort of like stick it, land it, like in gymnastics. And instead of my leg passing my body, my blade actually went into my other leg. Oh. Yeah, so I was stuck on the ice with my blade in my shin until my coach came over. It was quite <gasps> yucky. If you bleed in a pool, they have to like drain it and clean it. Is the yeah. same true for an ice rink? You know what? No. Skaters, you have such a limited time to make it to the top. They just they just mop it up with the Zamboni and practice goes on. Zamboni. So, wow. God, <laughs> one of my favorite words in the world. Zamboni. So I kind of so this life of like fifteen years is a long time to be skating. How old were you when you first started? I was four when I first started, and you knew like right away. You were like, "Mom, I want to do this." Yeah, it's funny because I've spent a little bit of time coaching, and I always know when the kid has at least somewhat of a future in skating if you have to pull them off the ice versus the kids that are all, are we done yet? It's cold. I'm this. And I was in that that first camp just immediately just kind of twirling around. My yeah. mom's like, oh, my gosh, I'm freezing. Can we get out of here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I really, I was pretty hooked from the start. Cool. And this kind of inspired, your life kind of inspired the movie that you just came out with. Yeah, in, in so many really cool ways, but probably the biggest thing was there are not that many skating movies out there. Right. And growing up, it was disappointing because uh, a studio skating movie would come out and we'd see it and we'd all just feel like, oh, man, like that isn't real or that just doesn't connect with us. Or And so I had this bug in my brain that, gosh, probably since I was like 12 that I was like, I'm gonna, I need to do something about this someday. Wow. You know, it was crazy. And um, yeah, so Ice the Movie, I've really been working on it for probably much longer than I've even been honest with myself about. <laughs> what were some of the bigger surprises or challenges that you found when you were making the film? Uh, probably the biggest one was with writing the script, I had so many stories that I wanted to tell. And I felt this sort of pressure to 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 tell an authentic story that would connect with athletes and honor the experiences that they went through. And it's it's like, how do I how do I pick which story to go with, you right. know, and how do I keep it concise enough that people also outside of skating don't get bored? Like, how can it be something that skaters that already love the sport love it more from watching it and then individuals that don't know skating fall in love with it by watching it? Right, right, right. I'll tell you, I I loved skating when I was a kid. Like I was obsessed with like Christy Yamaguchi and Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan, you know, like that whole era. That was my era. And Watching the film and having been just a very small, very small part of it, which I'm so grateful for, um, it was so fascinating to recognize how much training you do, like the running and the the workouts that you do in the gym and the stretching, like you're always moving. It's almost like you guys don't even eat. You're like, <laughs> put it through a straw and we got to keep going. Like you're incredibly athletic. And I had no idea, but also graceful. And the ballet. Oh, my God. It was like it was eye opening just how much work that goes into it. Yeah, thanks. Well, it's it is a there's really no off season in skating and uh, sort of your prime when you're a skater is between the ages of 14 and 17. So it's heartbreaking, but also beautiful that you have to have this so such a serious commitment physically and mentally from such a young age Mm -hmm. that just you're a skater and that that's what you do with your time, you know? How, how much of that do you still keep up with? You know, right now I'm enjoying just skating for exercise and like taking my boyfriend to the rink and being like, look, I can stand on the ice, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, it's it's great. I, I've done a couple of skating shows professionally. I skated in college for UCLA. Like, wow. I feel like, okay, like skating can now truly just be like, Fun. great, I got my workout in. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, I was traumatized by skating at a young age. <laughs> really? Uh-oh. Yes, I was. I'm sorry. I'm experiencing, like, you, I'm experiencing gonna, transference right now. Are you gonna... I'm studying psychology <laughs> in college, so transference is one of our... Uh, Madison, when you think of double runners... What what comes to your mind? Do you know what double runners are? Mm-hmm. Do you know what double runners are? No, I do not. You neither. Wow, you enjoyed it. You're a pro. My first pair of ice skates were purchased by the same grandmother who insisted <gasps> I wear huskies rather than regular jeans, <laughs> who I now know and realize hated me. This uh-huh. grandmother. Double runners are ice skates with two blades. Oh my god! For uncoordinated chubby kids. <laughs> 
I had those. And, and this is my <laughs> brother's reaction, my mean older brother Danny's reaction every time he saw me lace up my double runners. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and it's just been ringing in my ears. Can we change this? No, I don't want to change this. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Maybe one day I'll learn to, because skating is so, it's so like cool. Like it, no matter what you're doing, hockey, figure skating, racing, it's the most sort of like elegant it's Sports. a Christmas time it's, special. It, it, <laughs> yeah. it's you can't, yes. you can't have Christmas without ice skating. And I was ruined by, why didn't you give me double run? Like, I'm anticipating you'll suck at this. And your so. huskies is so cute. Wow. Oh. Well, anyway. So sad. I'm so oh. fascinated then to dive into your music. Is yeah. That okay. This yes. All right. This is, uh, just so you know, too, if uh, when you're listening at home, I do have Y-Tunes nuggets. So I've researched all of your songs and I've come up with little tidbits about each of the artists or the songs in some way. So, and I'm supposed to chime in and suggest so them, but I always forget. At <laughs> some point, David will be like, drop the nugget. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm supposed to do. And I'll put them all up on the blog when the episode is done. So here is song number one. Hard not to sing to this. Today, oh, <laughs> I know. Easy for some. I know. I'm loving it. I'm shivering. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you. <sighs> By now, you should have somehow realized what you gotta do. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. All right. She's miles away right yeah. now. What is in that head? Where are you? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, wow. This song. Uh, this was my first song that I really became obsessed with in high school. <laughs> Just sort of all those, like, like yummy, awkward, like, Weird, like just everything that kind of hits you when you're like 16. This was the song for me that just like summed everything up. And uh, specifically, what it makes me think of is is like snow on my windshields, mm-hmm. and sort of sounds a bit silly, but just dreaming about like being somewhere else, like being in LA, like pursuing like some of my bigger dreams that were outside of. They were actually outside of skating and like the, the, the coldness. And it's hilarious because one memory I have specifically was I had a Mustang in high school. Oh, I still wow. have it. That doesn't go well in the snow. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I remember there was a guy on my track team who I had applied to UCLA and he was being so mean to me and he was picking on me and he was like, well, unless you have like a 5.0, like you're not getting into UCLA. Engine or A grade point. (laughs) Yeah, just, you know, really bringing me down. And um, I was sort of thinking about this and then my 
my Mustang got stuck in the snow in the school parking lot. And I was like trying to push it out myself. And I'm thinking like, I'm going to prove everyone wrong. Like I'm going to go to California. (laughs) And this song came on the radio when I finally got my car unstuck. It always seemed to come on at like just the right time. Um, I had my first kiss like in the car to this song. In your Mustang? Uh, Not in my Mustang. It was in his car, but. That would have been a cool memory this for the song Mustang. This song was playing yeah. on yes. your first... That's <laughs> wow. a gem. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Just it's and, and sometimes I'll play it now when I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed in, in traffic out here because it just reminds me of, of how grateful I am to not be stuck in the snow in a high school parking lot. You know, like hmm. we're in yeah. L.A. <laughs> I love that image of the the wiper blades wiping snow. I, mean, I grew up on <sighs> the East beautiful. Coast too. That's a great that's a great image. Yeah, it's really cool. For, I think you're the very first first kiss song. Oh, that's, really? Thank you yeah. for bringing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what this is about. <laughs> Did you? Can you talk about that person? A yeah, bit? sure. Um, it was a very typical high school romance, like. I had had in my mind, like on TV, how these things work. Right? <laughs> then it turns yeah. out that that's not how they work at all. <laughs> um, but we have some very pretty photos at dances. And uh, how long were you, did you guys date? Six months, which, you know, in high school, that's, that's a long time. That's a long time. His name was Danny. <laughs> no, it was not. No, no, uh, Brian. No. Hunter. No. I Garrett. can't guess. No. Guys are all wrong. Um, She's not gonna tell. I'm not gonna tell. You're not gonna. Just so funny to me how I had thought in middle school that oh, you know, dating in high schools, like you know, that's real dating. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know if I'm still real dating. Like, what is that? You know. So, well, you are dating somebody now. I am. Yeah. I've heard through the grapevine. Russ. His name is Russ. <laughs> I've heard through the grapevine that it might get really serious really soon. Oh. Yes. And that you're really excited about this. I am incredibly excited about this. <laughs> you're going to post that you're in a relationship on Facebook? Yeah. Is that, is that, oh, I can't believe it. Congratulations. That's no, um, and in a, in a weird way, this song also is like my my love song. So it makes me think of of, dare I say, the love of my life right now uh no it just it's it's so beautiful and easy and and wonderful and i'm i'm so blessed to have met uh, someone that is just so beyond compatible with me especially in a city like this what's the first thing either one of you said who spoke first who who drew first blood oh that was me what did you say <laughs> hi Today, just like that. Yeah, I just started singing to him, and he was like, "You're my kind of weird. I like it." Oh, congratulations! No, that's really sweet. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, six it. months is a long time. Oh yeah. How long? With with this boy, with Mr. No Name. Mr. No Name. Um, going on five months. Four or five. Yeah. Wow. I know. Wow. I know. That's good. It's not, not quite at that serious level of the six months in high school, though. You know, it's so time. Got that last month. To, do you to got? Conquer. Do you two have a song? Have you talked about that? We have such <laughs> disparate taste in music. I don't think we'll ever have a song. <laughs> um, he likes like rap music and just like angry stuff that makes me be like, oh, this is just upsetting. Um, but he's a lovely, lovely person. It's not reflective of him. It's just he likes that kind of. Let's tough get him music. on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's so funny. I hate when people act like chat, like um, your friend Chad and my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. People ask us that all the time. Like, do you guys have a song? And we're like, I don't think we've ever like thought of that or like talked about it. Yeah. And I also think too, like when you really meet someone special, it's like your whole life kind of just becomes this blur of like, oh, that was a cool thing we did together. And so is that that pinpointing like one song or one thing seems yeah. too limiting to express like yeah. you having a life together. So yeah, yeah. I like the way you said that. That's great. All right, let's move on to song number two. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Really? Oh, crank it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> You're not planning on going to my 35th high school reunion this year, are you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. We're going way, way back. <laughs> yeah. So I think. Um, Get right up on that mic. So yeah. There we go. Why this song? <sighs> Danger Zone. <laughs> I love that song so much. Even just listening to it right now, I got goosebumps, and I want to go just, like, rock and roll somewhere. Oh, me too. Right? We all did. <laughs> so great. So, uh, uh, growing up in skating, I was incredibly close with my mom uh, because this, the sport demands so much that if you don't have a supportive parent, it's just almost impossible. And so my mom used to take me to all my practices and – and competitions, pick me up from school, all this, that, and the other. And one of the things we always bonded over was, like, pump-up music. Mm. And this song, she had let me see Top Gun, and we heard this song, and she bought me this, the soundtrack. Yes. And it was so, like, the perfect song to listen to before skating practice. Sure. And so many people have this misconception that, because skaters often skate to this very slow, beautiful music, that that's like, we like that? I don't know. I think it's akin to saying that this very healthy person must just love broccoli. It's like, <laughs> you, know, you know, like, <laughs> I guess they have to, but doesn't mean that's what they are and what they like. Yeah. I am not broccoli. I am not classical music. And um, that <laughs> that really influenced my style as a skater. I was very passionate and aggressive, and I skated to to movie scores that had a lot of power to them. And uh, that also influenced the the music in, in Ice the Movie. And I don't know if, if you noticed, Maggie, but there's a lot of music in it yeah. that is not yes. slow and boring. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, that was one of the first things I said walking out. I was like, wow, that soundtrack, unbelievable. There was not a moment of silence in the entire film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you, you need something that, that grips you and makes you excited about tackling challenges and... And Danger Zone, it was one, it's it's a special way that I connect to my mom that nobody would ever guess. Like, two yeah. women connecting over that song with ice skating, you, you know. Absolutely, that's true. Talk about true. those car rides. I yeah. want to hear about those rides with your mom. Was it, a, was it long? Like, was it hard to get you up? Did you have to get her up? Like, how, what was it like? No, it was always mutual. If anything, I, I'd sometimes get up at 3 in the morning and already be dressed in my skating clothes. And I'd be like, I'm just, I'm just ready. Just so when you're ready and she'll be like, we don't leave for another two hours, but I love the enthusiasm. You know, she never, ever complained about having to get up early. She, when she would pick me up from school, she'd always have 
food ready for me. I mean, we were such a great team. She would help me video my practices if my coaches were out of town and we'd, we'd watch it together. I designed um, all of my own costumes. And so she would, in the beginning, she would sew them for me. Uh, she helped me cut my music back when we would go to used music stores and, and look for stuff because we didn't have everything we have now. Uh, so, yeah, and, and we were we were such a team. It was it was so cool. Is your mom, where is she now? She's in Denver and she was my ride or die while filming the movie as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was special because we both felt like this was this was us in the trenches in skating again together, just in a different way. Yeah. Uh, she's a brilliant businesswoman like caretake she's everything she's such a superwoman so turns out that also makes for a killer uh film producing partner yes and she was born and raised in in st louis your mom yeah yeah so uh that's where my mom's from my dad is from a small town uh in west plains right on the missouri arkansas border so i have some uh midwest roots (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah but uh Oh man, I just I feel like I need to go like climb a mountain or something after listening to that song. But <laughs> how how many times a day do you, or how often do you talk to your mom? Couple times a day. Yeah, yeah. You just text her, call her. Text, call. She watches all my stories on on the gram, and you know <laughs> <laughs> the gram. The gram. I've not heard that. Yet. That felt weird coming out of my mouth. I heard like a seventeen year old say that the other day, and I'm like, I gotta start saying that. The gram. <laughs> I'm gonna start. Yeah, that was the first time I heard it. <laughs> uh, Seriously, but it is cute because she'll she'll be like, oh yeah, I know, I saw that. That was such a cute outfit today, and it's like, oh cool, she saw it on Insta. So. I normally don't like social media, but for stuff like that, if it's helping families stay closer and, and whatnot, because it does suck that she's all the way in Colorado and mm-hmm. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Was your mom a career person? Like, She was uh, an engineer. She used to do like top secret projects for NASA and all this. Really? Yeah. She was, she was, she is very brilliant. Um but then she she took the route of of raising my sister and I and, and helping us with our sports, uh, so she she quit that pretty early on. Good for her. That's what? How is your sister younger, or older? She's younger. And what was uh, her sport? She was a cheerleader. Okay. Um, very talented, but she's also a super genius. She's starting a PhD program at Nash in Nashville at Vanderbilt uh, wow. in the fall. Do you know what for? Like in what? It's so embarrassing. She sent. I, I've seen these research <laughs> publications, and I'm like, "Is this in English?" Like, <laughs> Microbiology. Oh, I don't know. Something. Something that's going to save the world. Yeah. yeah. And dad. What is dad? What did dad do? Uh, dad is in sales, and he um, grew up in in football, and he actually played football for Missouri State. Okay. Um, and that also sort of influenced my style as a skater. Is this more like this is. Uh, on top of being pretty and whatnot, I mean, you're an athlete, and this is this is hard work, and and there was some grit to my athletic upbringing that I can definitely cool. attribute to him. Wow, that's, excellent. that's great. Thank you. <laughs> Your family sounds amazing and well rounded. Like you're just <laughs> grounded and connected, and I'm like in therapy trying to like get over my mom <laughs> oh, issues. Oh. <laughs> I know you made me tear up a little bit. I was like, wow, it's so beautiful. Like it's possible to have like a great support system and a great family. 
and be talented and successful. And, and we need to hear about that yeah, more and more because so. we tend to, to, and I think in our media, a lot of times people want to hear sort yeah. of like, what was horrible about your child? Oh, no. Yeah. And I that's that's also, um, just to build on that very briefly, in the film Ice the Movie, family is a huge, huge theme. Mm-hmm. And there's sort of this joke within the skating community of this caricature of the the crazy skater mom. And every skating movie I've ever seen has uh. this very overbearing. And I stayed completely away from that. And I actually pursued a, a really unique relationship structure between um, a father-daughter who mm-hmm. has, has lost her mother and the father has a hockey background. He's trying to figure out how to support his little girl in the best way that he can with um, her dreams. So, yeah, family... It has definitely influenced uh, my creative projects as well. Ice the movie. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's so good. How do we find it? Uh, it's on Amazon and Vimeo. Okay. Ready for song number three? Yes. Oh, my God. Me too. <laughs> Time down. Oh. Oh. I think it's... <laughs> Hello, 1999. I don't think it's legal for me to listen to this particular. <laughs> what is this? Who is it? Why do you know this? <laughs> Why do I know this? I'm trying to think the first time I ever even heard this song. Who is it? What's the group? The 18s? Mm-hmm. The 18s? Yes. Oh, wow. Um, it's, gosh, I want to say maybe I was 12 when I first heard it. <laughs> and then randomly, when I was in college, I heard it again in some sort of comedy night that I was at. They, <laughs> they played it in, like, the intro. And what is that app? The Soundhound that like you, you Shazam Shazam and it mm-hmm. tells you what the song is yeah and I was like oh my gosh that's that song like <laughs> <laughs> and it became like my happy anthem yeah. like every time I book a job out here or just it, I play this song every time I'm feeling like super happy yeah and what I love about this song is there is a lot of music out there now that's just so dark and you just you listen to the the lyrics and you're like oh my wow like that's very upsetting you know (laughs) and it's like I like um I like reminding myself (laughs) that it's okay to just just be happy and have fun and and that what (laughs) but it's hard you know growing up as a serious athlete and then you know pursuing a a career in entertainment there's so much seriousness to it and so much at stake and so much pressure and it's like remembering to just keep your your playful spirit and not let that die especially as as a performer whether it's on the ice or as an actress like that's that's that spirit and that spark that is oftentimes so lacking in the room and and you don't want to lose that. Like mm-hmm. that is just as important as you being professionally trained and on time and whatever. So that song really just all together it's it's so silly. It's so silly. Like yeah. I've played it on the ice before when I've been like free skating and I've seen some like people at the rink walk by and be like this is just embarrassing. Like, <laughs> does she know she's not 6? Like <laughs> Do you know anything else from this group? 
No, I've never even looked. 18s. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop, drop the, nugget the nugget on this one if that's okay. The 18s, actually, the song that you're listening is the first original song that they ever did. Oh, they are an ABBA cover band. What? what? Yeah, and they're from Sweden, and they were actually like a huge worldwide success, and they were up for awards like Billboard Newcomer Artist of the Year against bands like Blink 182 and Christina Aguilera, and they actually did a song, a cover of Dancing Queen, where they made a video, the music video. Um, after the story of The Breakfast Club. So they were obsessed with American pop culture stuff and happened to do all these like ABBA cover songs. Where are they from? And the, from Sweden. Oh, and, they're from Sweden. And the only original song that they did was the one that you happened to pick upside down. Isn't That's that crazy? so funny. Yeah. So they loved ABBA. And I was like, well, how did she come across this band? And I thought maybe there was huh. like an ABBA backstory, but... You know... <sighs> Does it change how you feel about them a little? No, it doesn't. I'm just so <laughs> glad I picked the right song. And and I've I am a horrible music fan because <laughs> I like a song and then I'm like, yep, that's my song. I like it. And I, I don't even think, oh, that's a real person or a real group <laughs> and I should right. support them in other ways. Yeah. And look, I'm just like, nope, I yep, found it. That was good. We good, yep. you know. So I got my one. I got my one. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. I, I like anthems, you know? Like, I got my my gotta go kick some butt. I got my fun one. I got my, oh, I'm feeling nostalgic with the snow one. Like, Well, that's kind of, I, I I always kind of shy away from rules because mm-hmm. I've met people along the way that mm-hmm. are kind of like, you know, this is the rule when it comes to music. You need to know a little yeah. bit of the audiophile reality or, you know, that's pop and, you know, that's kind of country pop. And it's, I don't care. No. I like that 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 idea of like this. I like this song. This is my song now. Exactly. That's my library, and that's mm-hmm. how I remember my life. Totally. That's why that was my song at that time. My life. Yeah. If it connects to your to your gut or your soul or however you're you're connecting with it, that's a very personal experience. And there's enough things in life that you you have to do a certain way or you have to label. So why does that have to be one of them too? That's why tunes shuffle. Oh, in a nutshell. Perfect, Madison. You nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> song number four. These are so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I'm playing Tetris. We could, in, we could, yeah. I could improv to this. We haven't seen Johnson in 15 days. He went into the jungle earlier that afternoon. I'm just improvising. He said, what a, oh, here we go. Now we're at the club. Uh-huh. Who is this? It's called The Glitch Mob, and the song is called Fortune Days. And how did you come across this? So, Glitch this, Mob. The Glitch, Glitch Mob. Mob. This came on my mm-hmm. Pandora. Oh, nice. Because I was listening to the soundtrack for The Matrix <laughs> when I was going on a run in college. And I was thinking in my mind that it was my last season with UCLA figure skating. And I was trying to figure out what I wanted to skate to for my senior year. And this came on my Pandora and it just gripped me. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, this is my skating style, everything. And it was really neat. We went to nationals, and I ended up uh, winning the bronze medal. So, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was sort of a big thing for me, and just uh, 
the culmination of my experience with UCLA figure skating was pretty nifty. Um, when I got there, there was no team. And I sort of banded together with this group of intellectual skaters who missed skating. And we just created a team. And we were hustling to get sponsors. And we were going to these East Coast competitions looking like this little ragtag gang where these these East Coast places, they had their own rinks and they had teams with 50 skaters. And here's like the six of us, like we're from LA. Yes, there is ice skating. Uh, um, the big blade theory. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. intellectuals. Harass- I remember we were like <laughs> harassing Adidas to like send us something because UCLA had sponsored Adidas uh, or Adidas had sponsored UCLA Athletics at the time, and we kept getting a busy signal. And then after like <laughs> six days of harassing them, they finally sent us this tiny little box of these little sweatbands. We're like, victory! We're sponsored <laughs> by Adidas! Uh, so, so it was just so cool. And we we had to drive. We, we could only skate at five in the morning because we had to drive all the way to the Toyota Sports Center. Like, mm-hmm. it was just a miracle that we ever qualified for nationals. And then to to win a bronze medal for my university, for my team, skating to a song that was so just like kick butt and techno and just... What was your know. wardrobe with this? Yeah. Oh, it was such a cool dress. It had it was it was hot pink and black and it had these like neat cutouts. It was very sporty looking. And um, it was sort of a, a statement piece for me to be like, I don't even know if I could have gotten away in the regular skating circuit that I'd done with in when I was younger with this song, but I, I could do it at collegiates and I had my teammates backing me up and it was really neat. So talk about some of those teammates. Do you, do you remember? Heck yeah. No, I am very good friends with a bunch of my teammates. Well, one of them in particular, her name is Coral Chu and she actually wrote and sung a song for ice the movie. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Nice. Yeah. She's super talented. And, um, yeah, the song is called Reverie. It's it's a really pretty song about the ups and downs you go through as a skater. It's it's towards the very end of the film. Um, and then I was at uh, my other friend, Adrian. I was at his wedding last year. So uh, UCLA figure skating also helped me mold the details of Ice the Movie in the sense that it was my first experience with a team dynamic with figure skating. Prior to that, it had been very individual and mm-hmm. this is all about you and that person's your competition and that person's your competition. But the way that collegiate skating is structured, you, you're in points as a team for each individual event that you do. So when I had the idea to make the film about these two rivals, I was like, well, why do I have to make it a nasty rivalry? Why can't I have it be more of a friendship? And 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 show them like helping each other because if they're in this these hellish circumstances trying to get this impossible dream wouldn't it be nice to have like a buddy yeah <laughs> have you ever um, heard about that film Brian's Song no I haven't ask your father about Brian's Song Brian's Song yeah, okay it's about two Chicago Bear football players it you just reminded me it's like that's probably oh, the only other out. movie that would have taken that direction somewhat not totally because it is such a unique idea skating obviously is your foundation but you've like launched into so many different things you're so many like different kinds of art and and coaching and so on and so forth but in the, to just to touch on the skating routine when you make a routine is there any writing process with that or i mean obviously imagination how do you how do you prepare for the routine besides just skating it sure <laughs> there are so many different ways to attack it 
it's very similar to acting. There's not one uh-huh. train of thought. You know, there are a few technical restraints like, oh, your program, your piece of music can only be this long or you need to hit this certain number of elements. But I always love to start with movie scores Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not see the movie (laughs) through about the first half of me creating and then watch it. That way, the first half is this organic interpretation of how that music fits my own skating and then supplementing it with themes it's improvisation. from the movie. You improv. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I've skated to um I skated to The Mask of Zorro. That was one of my favorite. Oh, wow. Yeah, awesome cool music. Yeah. And I hadn't I hadn't seen the movie, you know, and then I saw it and I was like I felt it, this like it's even richer now, you know. It's like when you read a book and you see a movie. Yeah. yeah. And there's there's a train of thought too that um cuz you're graded for your presentation and the technical elements. There's a train of thought that well, it's just this arm movement, this look here. Some people are very it's very very choreographed and I've always been more like I want to feel each moment, you know, like I want to connect with the judges, connect with the audience organically. So it's uh, like I'll just I have so many weird things that I would do, like just like get up in the middle of the night and dance around my room and listen yeah. to the music. And you've been an actor since you were four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's entertain. Yeah. Athletics is entertaining. Absolutely. Yeah. I just want to see a routine end with a frown and not a smile. One day. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of like mime routine or something. Oh, no. Sad clown. I, and I, well, I'm interested to know what. What's the furthest thing from skating you're doing now in Hollywood? Like if you were to pick one thing that you're involved in or that you've recently booked that had nothing to do with skating yeah. directly. Yeah, of course. I I'm on a I'm in a, a sci-fi film called Stasis that's on Netflix now. Yeah, yeah. And I play a very mean high school girl who Trippy. Yeah. <laughs> That was fun. Um, and she she deals drugs and all this stuff. So that's such a that's such a turnaround. That's not like, 18. Yeah. That is not <laughs> no. 18 at all. No, no, no. Cool. It's just, but it's it's a it's a really cool young adult film and, and more than anything else, it's a film who the, the cast and crew I respect deeply as indie filmmakers and, and they made this cool thing happen and it's more about uh I think the relationships with the the projects you're on than even just the projects themselves. So cool. yeah, absolutely, cool. absolutely. Well, let's round out Madison's Fave Five with song number five. Oh. I know, oh. go so fast. I love this song. <laughs> I love driving when the sun comes on. Falling too fast to prepare for these. Tripping in the world could be dangerous. Everybody circling his vultures. Negative, nepotism. Everybody waiting for the fall of man. Everybody waiting for the end of times. Everybody hoping they could be the one. I was born to run. I was born for this. Everybody now, everybody, Gabe, get into this, Gabe. You can't see my throat. Gabe's dancing. Imagine dragons. I like what? It. Yeah. This is, this is my stepmom would say. This is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> where, does, uh, where does this fit in? Oh man. So for Ice the movie, there were many hurdles getting this thing to what it is now, getting it out for real. And one of the last things on the list was music. 
and getting all of the rights and which finding is the so interesting because like you talk about performing a program and music is the first thing right so it's weird that this would be the last yeah so weird right well i think a lot of that happened sort of also because this this is my first film Mm -hmm. and there were so many different aspects being thrown at me and so many different people saying no you have to do this first no this is the only way to do this just so much chatter and finding any kind of organization and fitting into any kind of timeline within that I I really do a credit back to my mom for helping me organize things but um so music was the, the last big thing and there is a band called Hollywood Undead do you guys know of them uh no okay very famous metal rock alternative band got it that i used to listen to in high school and i did a movie called highway to havasu three years ago it's now on amazon and uh, i was just i was just a day player it was my first movie it was so fun all this stuff and and hollywood undead one of their lead singers had a cameo in the movie and then they did a couple songs because the director had a, a relationship with them from his previous career in music and so I'm, I'm frustrated trying to figure out what songs I want for Ice, this, that, and the other. And so I, what did I do? I was just poking around on YouTube. I start listening to one of my favorite songs from Hollywood Undead, and I see that they have this new song called Whatever It Takes. And the music video is this boxing, like, it's so, it's such great pump-up music. And I thought, you know what? Whatever it takes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I hit up the the lead artist on Instagram and I was like, hey, you know, I, I was in that film. Do you remember me? I love your music, this, that, and the other. I said, it would be, be such an honor to have this in my film. I listened to you guys in high school. Like, I know it seems unconventional to put it in a figure skating movie, but what do you think? And it was so cool because they were just like, yeah, let's do it. Like, this is great. And so they gave me the, the instrumental version and... um. The, the one with words. Oh, my gosh. What is that called? Lyrical. <laughs> Lyrical. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. And uh, so the irony is, yes, I love that song. But this song came out, I believe, or at least came out on my radio at about the time that I had secured Hollywood Undead song, Whatever It Takes for my film. And so this kept coming on the radio. And I felt like, like it's a sign like this is such mm. a good move for the film yeah and we ended up being able to cut the music into this super sporty montage in one of the last skating sequences of the movie um with this all the people in the stands and and I, I we've had so many people all over the world tell us that that montage is it's just they think it's going to be iconic like it's stuck in their head yeah right and um yeah, so that's that's why that song. <laughs> this will take you back yeah. to their very first film. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. 20, 30, 90 years down the road. 90. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you have. Uh, so just 70 films later. Yeah. yeah. All my friends are losing their inheritance because their parents are losing <laughs> 100 and 150. Oh Thank gosh. you so much for sharing your music, Madison. That was a really great Faye Five. And we want to take a little brain break, if that's okay. And I'm sure. David, take over. Yeah. One of our favorite games. Let's uh, bring down the cool factor in the show as low as it can possibly go <laughs> by introducing Maggie and Mai's original program game show for y Shuffle called Bar Name or Bar Band Name. Bada boom. Your job, Madison, is to listen to this scenario that I'm going to give you in two different versions and decide for yourself, along with the help of Maggie, which 
in the scenario is the name of a bar and which is the name of a band. Uh, our guest last week, Eben Schleder, uh, decided that we should go to Berkeley, California to look for names of bars and names of bands. And so that's where this is coming from. So what do you say, folks? Uh, after the show, do you want to go to Tupper and Reed and check out Sweeney House? <laughs> it's going to be a good show. Sweeney House rocks. Or I could just as easily say, hey, you know, I don't know if you guys want to hang out after the show, but uh, we could go to Sweeney House, you know, up in Berkeley, because Tupper and Reed are going to be rocking the house. <laughs> Which one is the name of the bar? Sweeney House? Or Tupper and Reed, or which one is the name of the band? Tupper and Reed or Sweeney House? Oh my gosh, that's so You hard. have 17 seconds. Oh my God. Why oh. did you do that? I'm improving. I'm, I'm in a mood to improv. No, you have as much time as you need. Take an hour. I think, <laughs> I think that, <laughs> I think Sweeney House is the name of the band. Sweeney House, you think, is the name of the band? Yeah. Oh, why? Why would you? I don't know. I got a 50-50 chance, right? it's, it's a wild guest show. That's what the whole strategy, it's a wild guest show. I was going to say the other way around. I thought Tupper and Reed was like two people, like a duet. Well, here's the answer. Uh, Tupper and Reed were two people, uh, which this building, built back in 1925, <laughs> housed Tupper and Reed's original music store. Wow. Yep, called Tupper and Reed. And I'm reading this right off the internet. Yep, called Tupper and Reed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if you go to Tupper and Reed to enjoy a, a good beverage and some great food, you'll see old phonographs throughout the bi-level space, which also uh, will play host to live small jazz ensembles. It's at 2271 Shattuck Avenue in beautiful Berkeley, California. Wow. Sweeney House was formed with the intention of honoring the place from which the singers and artists come from, Mary and Patrick. Last names unknown to me at this point in time. Not They're, Sweeney. <laughs> not Sweeney, no. Okay. Um, Sweeney House uh, is an homage to where they're from, which is uh, Livermore, California, which is about 10, 15 minutes outside of Berkeley. Um, and their music will transform you and, and introduce you to their roots uh, they have packages uh, from $150 to $1,600, depending on your musical needs. Check them out. Sweeney House. Nicely done. Yeah, Woo, very good yeah. job. Yeah. Nice. Good guess. No, <laughs> you worked it out in your head. Yeah. It really is a game show, folks. Right. Oh, totally. Yeah. I studied this ahead of time. Yeah. You know, I, I know these things. You'll um, get your check at the end of the show. <laughs> Moving on down the line, what next do we have here? Well, your job, Madison, is to take us uh, somewhere in the world, anywhere you can think of, uh, for our guest next week so that we can research for the game. Anywhere you'd like. Anywhere? Pick a, pick a place. Anywhere. Yeah. A city. Uh, Winter Park, Colorado. Winter Park, Colorado is where we'll go next week for bar name or band-aid. Band name. I'm feeling dumb, and I'm just going to be dumb. Sorry. So music has clearly been a very, let's just say the pun, instrumental part of your life. <laughs> Ooh, I'm, I'm having an effect on Maggie. She's catching the dumbness. Gina. I would love to hear the story of your very first concert. Uh, you know, 
I'm not really a concert goer. What? <laughs> you happened to go Have to one been? once, though. I know. I went to a Styx concert. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. You'll be at the 35-year reunion <laughs> at Ithaca High School. What the, are you like, what's the deal? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my goodness. In Red Rocks Amphitheater is oh, a nice. beautiful spot in Colorado for concerts. Yeah. And my parents drug me and my sister to a Styx concert. Oh, man. And that was the first real concert. Um, it was great. I think I had pizza. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you smell anything in the air at Red Rocks? Oh, yeah. You know, it's just, I, like I said earlier in the show, music is so, I think it's such an intimate, personal experience that just the thought of like being with it being too loud and seeing how other people are like enjoying it's like I'm selfish I'm like I just want this song for me like I like believing yeah. it's just my song you know yeah, yeah that's cool that's allowed come yeah. sail away come sail away. away come and sail away I love your parents they're my yeah. age I bet right? they're pretty rad yeah <laughs> we are our generation baby boomers all right well what about the last concert you went to hmm I hit up a, a T-Swift concert <gasps> for the Red Tour. What Stop a... it. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's my favorite. She's so amazing. Right? I just, you know, anybody that has Spread mean things to say about Taylor Swift can just go Oh, that's go who T-Swift is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Just like T-Swift. She's such a performer. And that was actually an experience where I took note of how many different ages were there. Yeah. You yeah. had young kids and older women and just I love that she has created the type of music that everyone can enjoy and and connect with and as an artist who's obviously not as big of a deal and obviously in a way different field that's something that I really aspire to Mm -hmm. so I I like that she has that um and she's she's kept it even even her stuff it's a little more edgy Mm -hmm. she still has that at her core so yeah as a matter of fact there is studies that do show that today's music by and large does lean toward grant bigger audiences i swear to god my mom loves kid rock and she's a liberal hippie (laughs) she does you know that's great she absolutely because some of his duets and stuff are just so amazing yeah and and he's deep and she's not i mean my mom is a hippie i'm a liberal hippie and (laughs) kid rock is not but it it does you know right it's that's really nice when that happens yeah Yeah. keeps me relevant yeah yeah i mean we had like nosebleed seats at staples center but it's still i'm I'm thinking like wow like i'm this affected and completely sober. And I'm just looking at these people around me and they're yeah. they're being affected. And she's way down there. And I'm still like everything she's doing on stage is keeping me involved. Like, yeah, T-Swift. Woo-hoo. Yeah, if you way. make another movie, can you put a scene in it where people are at a concert and they're in the way back and all their noses are bleeding? <laughs> uh, oh I will <laughs> definitely consider that. That just came into my mind. <laughs> all right. Last and first concert. That's so great. Our name or band name. Finished. <laughs> well... Thank, I, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to be on the show. So this is your golden moment. Plug away. How do we find <laughs> you? How do we keep up? How do we find your movies? How do, how do we stay in touch with you? Thank you so much for having me. So for me personally, Madison Bullock, I'm on every sort of social media platform. My name has two Ds in it. So if you can't find me, M-A-D-D-I-S-O-N. Bullock like Sandra. And then the movie, it's... Literally ice the movie on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we're pretty active on all of those sites. And and we try to um, 
we follow a lot of, of, of professional and elite level skaters. There's there's a few in the movie. So we share really cool videos of them at international competitions. And so if, if you like skating or you're fascinated by that world, it, it goes beyond just just the film. You can really find some neat skating content on our on our sites. You can get a high end right. review from somebody, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Who's that? Uh, Christy Yamaguchi. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. You're also working on another project, though, as we speak. Yeah. I have a, um, I have a independent film about mental health in universities that I am helping out uh, producing and acting in um, that starts next week. Wow. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. It's a special project. I'm actually acting opposite... Um, Ricardo Montalban's grandson. Oh, wow. Alex Montalban. Yeah, he's very talented. Um, and then I have a, a couple thrillers that I'm hoping to produce this summer uh, with your your boyfriend, Chad. I want to bring him on to one of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, l- lots of things going. And, and Ice, I'm also I'm going to be releasing it as a book, a young adult novel cool. in December. Wow. Yeah. Because you're not busy enough. <laughs> no, I mean... Actually, the truth is I'm such a terrible screenwriter because Ice was my first uh, screenplay that all I had to do is just go back to my first draft. And it's so lengthy and wordy that I had plenty to write a book. So oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, this was a horrible screenplay, but it's perfect for a book. <laughs> That's great. Well, Madison Bullock, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you again to Gabe Harder, who's been engineering this whole thing. Gabe. And uh, thank you to Global Voice Broadcasting Studios for allowing us to do this. The camera, thank you, and you're welcome. (laughs) David Earl Waterman, I'm Maggie Mayfield. Thank you so much. 